You are listening to the Uncovered Canvas Podcast, and we'll be right with you. How you been? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, gotta get in the groove of things again. You know what I mean? It's been a bit since yeah. we actually uh, sat down and record, but uh, yeah, say that ag- yeah, say that again, just so that way uh, we can, I could probably start from there. Well, we can just talk about like what last week was. We skipped yeah. a week, right? Recording because last week was Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, I gave my mom a comment on a Facebook post that didn't belong to her. <laughs> That's, that was her Mother's Day gift. Oh boy! What about you? What'd you do? Uh, for me, we ended up uh, cooking out. So we ended up doing. Uh, actually, no, my mistake. Uh, we uh, catered. So I was driving around, making sure that I had everything done before we did the whole Mother's Day stuff, just mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure. Okay, well, uh, get my Sunday shopping done, get all this other stuff done, and I'm running around to make sure I get everything for my ma. And I, I show up early too, right? So I'm at I'm awake at uh, seven eight ish, and everything that I want to do is open at ten. So I run to this store, I run to that store, I do all this stuff. And while I'm at the Costco, my brother calls me and says, "Hey, uh, we're getting everyone together around here, and you know, so and so wants to cater. So I'm just letting you know that you're out. You should probably go to the bank to pick up some cash and whatever." And hmm. I'm thinking, why didn't you know they tell us this before? Like, I'm down to help. I'm down to cater because, you know, I'm going to pay the money for my mom. But, you know, it would have been nice to know ahead of time instead of, oh, hey, you want to what I'm going to I'm going to do this for your mom, whatever. It's like, man, plan your things better, man. Don't suddenly say like, what if, you know, all the people that you had asked to help for the catering said no. Right. Right. Just because you said, oh, it's for your mom. It's like, yeah, guess what? I'm doing something else for her, too. So, you know, if you're really doing it for her, then you cover the whole thing instead of, you know, making us help you cover it. Right. So uh, I, I ended up doing it anyway because, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to cause no problems. And it's Mother's Day. Last thing I need is for an argument. So I end up going to the bank, get that, too. But my brother, I had to tell him, like, oh, snap. Um, can you go to Portillo's and pick up the chocolate cake? Because over here we have this, um, up, uh, in the Midwest or specifically Illinois. I don't know. I don't believe they have any Portillo's further out besides the state. Uh, there's this restaurant called Portillo's and each one has like a different theme dedicated around it. And if I tell you which theme my Portillo's is, you know exactly where I am too. <laughs> so because it's super specific like you got one of them that's like uh 90s diner-esque like it has an entire silver thing and it feels like you're uh it's like a steak and shake kind of whereas you have another one that's a bootlegger uh 1930s mobster theme and then i haven't been to the one that's way further down but apparently that one has like a like a roller skating type uh theme where you know like back in the day where like the 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 waitresses would like roller skate to you to give you your food kind of that kind of vibe yeah, the way they used to do with Sonic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I believe that's what that one is, but that's like two, three hours down from you know where I normally go. So <laughs> I don't feel like taking that drive down for Portillo's. I, that's gonna be a if a friend wants to hang out, I'll go there. 
right. and shoot the shit with him. And we're we're not leaving that hotel, uh, that uh, building for hours. You know, we're gonna keep eating just because I'm not driving no three hours just for one meal. So what ends up happening is I bug him. It's like, hey, can you get the chocolate cake? Because she really likes the chocolate cake, and uh, it's in the shape of a heart and has it's very Mother's Day themed. Uh, even if it's early, I knew for sure. Please go get that chocolate cake because it's gonna sell out. I'm at the Costco early when they open. I may be like ten minutes after opening. I go to the flower sections. The only thing that's left are like the leftovers that people didn't want to grab. Damn. And I'm like, what the hell? Everybody got it the day before. I guess, but you know, they gotta restock. Like my uncle, he works at Sam's Club and he says, like, no, we keep everything stocked. We have extra pallets, we got yada yada and everything. I'm like, freaking hell, I guess they just didn't order a lot. And unfortunately, I have Costco and not Sam's Club. And my uncle is also get you know he's off so i can't bug him at work to pick him up for me so mm -hmm. it's like ah shit so uh we eat out we have ceviche we got a lot of mexican food sat down shoot the shit and just hung out really just uh celebrate my ma that's about it like n nothing really extravagant but it was fun very nice very nice you did a lot for mother's day i feel kind of bad but not really <laughs> i don't really feel that bad i feel like i should feel like i feel bad right <laughs> you know I attend you as a relationship with my mother. Um, it happens. So this week, it's been a minute. Basically, what we want to do this week, right, is we want to yeah. catch up because it's been a couple of weeks since we've actually touched base on like what we're working on. So I want to check in with you because we talked about uh, the the productivity thing because you're struggling with that. Um, you had set a couple of goals for your writing. Mm -hmm. um, among other things, and I kind of want to just kind of check in, see how you're doing, and whether or not you've made progress toward your end-of-the-year goal. Right. Which, if you want to remind us what that was. Now, it sort of changed, sort of uh, evolved after we did the Todoist episode and mm -hmm. the more focused stuff. So, for now, I'm going to focus on the writing bits, because I even have my own little list to see how... Uh, or see what I want to do going forward. So luckily, the new goals right now is to work on more writing, you know. So until I want it, first and foremost, I want to do NaNoWriMo again this year. But this time I'm going to do it properly. As I said before in the previous show, uh, I had failed several times to at least start it. So the first year I couldn't get going. I only had the character and some story stuff. Didn't end up going through with it. Second year, character, idea. Didn't even write anything. I didn't even get a character design. Third year, just sat down and wrote. Uh, thanks to the encouragement of a friend of mine that we kind of just jumped into it. So, if I can get, you know, 41k words in with no previous, you know, setup or nothing, just kind of, you know, winged it the majority of the month, I think I could, uh, I think this year I'm going to be able to at least complete the challenge because apparently I didn't know about this. You're supposed to spend the month of October planning for NaNoWriMo. So you get an mm. entire month to plan this stuff out. You don't just jump in and go like, uh, like we did. <laughs> so this year uh, I'll use the month of October to really plan out NaNoWriMo and hopefully uh, let every, you know, let the audience read it as well, you know, kind of show, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is what I did this year. Hopefully you guys, you know, uh, if you guys send them in, I'll give it a quick read, too. So NaNoWriMo is going to be a big thing. But unfortunately, it is not November right now. But until then, I will at least do a short story every other month. That's the uh, schedule we ended up going for. Every other month, I plan on releasing at least one short story for a series that I'm working on. Now, uh, luckily, 
to kind of bring it all around for this. You know, I got a list now so we can actually get things going. Mm-hmm. New goals for me that uh, going forward. Each episode is now going to be edited a little tighter now, thankfully. So hopefully you guys uh, don't mind the uh, the quality slowly increasing instead of, boom, it's good from, ep- like, you know, mega super professional from episode one, which <laughs> from the title alone, you can kind of see, we kind of just jump in and went for... Uh, not only are we learning along with you, not only are you learning along with us, but we're also learning more stuff as the show goes on. Right, which so, is the intention. Yeah. So the editing for the show is definitely getting better at each episode. That's definitely a goal that I want to set. Now, writing more every other month is going to have a short story for one of the series that I'm working on. You know, at least get me in the mood or at least uh, get me get, get some ideas I had in my head finally out. And mm-hmm. written, and actually available, which will you know, I'll, I'll bring it up in my list later. But uh, these are the current goals that I have: write more, edit better. For now, I'm going to take the drawing on the back burner because I really want to focus on writing for now. So, drawing, I'll uh, touch base with Hero you again later and see what can really start me going. Like, uh, I got to take baby steps. You know, I, if I put on too much on my plate, it's I'm going to burn out and just not have enough time to work on everything efficiently. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's, oh, a bit here, a bit there, and a bit this, and I'm going to see no growth. So right. instead, I'm going to be focusing on, uh, obviously, the show first, uh, writing first, the show editing next, and then uh, for personal life to increase uh, uh, my income. Uh, luckily, my I'm building my PC, so everything's finally going good. I got a case. Like The only thing I need is my monitor. So gonna assemble it, make sure all the parts work. Boom! After that's going, I'll have because uh, I had said before previously that I wanted to do some coding. So I wanted to learn how to program, and I wanted to you know make a game at some point. You know, because uh, you and I had talked about that before. Yeah. So the game stuff, I definitely want to give it a go. That's gonna be secondary to the writing, and it'll also be you know the editing will also be secondary because I want to get the writing done first. Writing, editing, game stuff which is, you know, computer, uh, coding. I definitely want to get Python because, unfortunately, all of the programs that I want to run on my uh, to learn, everything co- everything's like 10 gigs for just the platform. So uh, I'm bad with managing my space on my laptop. So anytime I got to do something, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, by the way, your, uh, your, your uh, storage is full. I'm just like, ugh, what do I got to delete? What do I got to move? What do I got to yada, yada? I don't got to worry about that with a PC. Finally, upgrade this whatever laptop to something more professional. Not only that, but what you can do is uh, we talked before about dedicated spaces. Yeah. You could have your laptop as your play space for all of your experimentation and other things you want to do and collection and whatnot. And then your mm-hmm. desktop is your workspace. Yeah. Which is you now uh, I'm going to kind of break away from the goals and actually get to the list. All right. Now this time guys, we're getting fancy. I got a list now too. your boy. G's learning. So, for uh, there's six things on my list to really get things more hyper focused and really narrow get things going. So, number one, luckily here I just mentioned it right now. Each space each space now has a dedicated area for only that for a more focused mindset. So the miniature painting table is only for miniatures. I'm not gonna go to the table. Uh, I'm not gonna paint any miniatures on my drawing table. Let's say. Because my drawing table also technically functions as my office space. 
because mm -hmm. the current office is being uh, renovated. But if I'm going to draw, it's only at the drawing table. If I'm going to write, it's only at this table. I'm not going to paint anything here because now there's going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to move all the miniature stuff out of the way. I got to get the my paints. I got to get my cutting board. Excuse me, my cutting board. I got to get my water. It's just a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, no, all the paint, the paint table is dedicated paints and anything miniature related, even under it, my uh, airbrush and all the paints and unfinished projects. The uh, pile of shame, anything that has a box is going into another room so that way I can keep it more manageable. There's more space and it's less cumbersome. If I'm going to work on a project, boom, there's the project. I even have little bins that have all the whips and current projects going. So that way, all right, finish one, next, going, 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 going. It's an organized matter. Piece, uh, writing, boom. Drawing table is going to function as the writing desk. So if I'm going to come to this table, I'm going to write. That's it. If I'm going to draw, I'm going to draw, but that'll be, unfortunately, later. Move on to number two. The PC is being assembled. So as I said before, that's going to be a major help for me. So now I'll be able to have all the space I need for anything digital. I'll have all the episodes in one place. I'll be able to download what I need in order to learn how to code. And uh, I'll be downloading Unity and all the assets I need for that. And I'll have everything I need in one space. Because unfortunately, because I had a laptop for the longest, I have like three or four different external hard drives. And they all have different stuff all over them. So now I got to consolidate everything into one area, which is good. On to the writing bits. Number three, all of my character documents are been worked on, being improved upon. I have two completed character documents for sure that I can use uh, however I want and they are perfect for whatever short story series that I'm going to work on. What do you consider a completed character document? Now, everything, uh, I have a template that I have filled out. Everything needs to be filled out and everything needs to be up to par. Like if I can, the way I see it is if I can give this to someone and they perfectly understand the character without me needing to say, um, no, she's like this, she's like that and yada, yada. Like I don't need to worry that they're not going to get the nuances to the character. If I give right. these documents to someone, they can write the character. Without like being overbearing, right? Because a lot of people yeah. really like to put in, they, they think the more detail, the better when really they just need more clarity, right? Yeah, you know. If uh, basically how Marvel or DC or some of these other like big studios do it, uh, if you uh, or they at least used to, I don't believe they do it now. They used to do it to where, you know, the character would still be, you know, in character for the different runs. It's just different parts of the character is now coming out due to the writers bringing them out like uh, uh, Scott Snyder made Batman a little more fragile and frail. So he will lose, but he's bringing more humanity to him. Whereas Tom King, he effectively wrote Batman as a robot, you know. So different parts of the character comes out from different writers, but the core of the character should stay the same. So two characters for sure have are have met this standard of, boom, I can give this to someone and they can reasonably understand their character and how to write them. I'm going to edit them again just to make sure they're for sure, for sure good because, you know, I got to double check your work like we said earlier. After those are done, they will be fully complete, like, like revisions and everything. They're on V1. They're still good. Now I want to make them V2 and be even better. And one of those characters I'm happy to reveal now because by the time I get everything going and this list is fully done, you'll understand why. I'm proud to reveal the first short story that I'm going to be working on is going to be in a series that I'm going to title The Peculiar Investigation of Ikit the Mad. One of the characters that has her document ready is Ikit. Now with her, I had, br I had brought it up in an earlier episode where, oh, I want a mad scientist 
I want a fantasy mad scientist type character. And the idea came to me on a Thursday. So someone had joined my chat and I saw their artwork and I said, you want to, I want to work with you to create this character. Unfortunately, this was around spring break. So she had uh, not a lot of time to do it because she only had like three days left and she joined the chat just to share some art and whatever. So I got her to help me and we worked on the character just as it was ending. What we ended up doing is we got a general idea for the character and mm. here's a bunch of do's and don'ts and here's some references and here's some ideas to help influence the direction I want to go for the design. So took a bit. Uh, I focused while, you know, she was doing the design for the character. I was focusing on the writing bits, you know, understanding Let's say her personality, the whys, the very big, we talked about this before. I kept asking myself, why does she do this? Why is she doing that? What's the reason for this? Yeah, the five W's, right? Yeah. You gotta ask every character the five W's. So with that, I was able to create Ikit. Luckily, during, those, during that time, uh, throughout the course of the show, I've been creating accounts on all these, uh, I've been searching and doing a lot of these uh, public writing forum stuff. So the two that I currently have accounts on right now that I'm going to release this on is Honeyfeed and Wattpad. So look forward to that. I'll share the when she's ready and the short story is done. I'll include a link to both of them on the in the show notes. So it'll that's it, probably going to be the title of that episode: the proud unveiling of you know G Night short story. So I'll make it whatever for that. So that that's the game plan so far. So that's four. So to re, you know, do a little recap, I got the PC going. I have the dedicated spaces now for all my work. So now I'm only focused on this. If I only work here, then that's going to be the site. That's going to be my game plan. Like if I go into the drawing table, I'm drawing or writing. If I'm going to the miniature table, I'm painting. I'm not thinking about writing. I'm just, you know, hobby stuff, right? Now, I got the character stuff assembled, and I got the accounts ready to, you know, have a platform for the stories. So now we will have a okay you can literally now we have an area we can go to and say boom this is where g knight's putting his stuff i'll have more uh platforms later i'm definitely i'm doing more research so i can have as many places you can read this story if need be you know you're not going to be trapped uh, if you have a particular website that you use or app or so on and so forth it'll probably be on there you know if it's a writing right, thing i'll make I'll, it I'll as accessible yeah. as possible yeah so uh, definitely obviously open to critiques and I want to obviously do better. So it's going to be a shorter story and that's the game plan. Number five game plan for the short stories, which is uh, a short story is defined on. I looked this up. There's many different places. The range is huge. It goes from 1.5 K to 7.5 K. Some of them think 15 K words is a short story. So I thought, all right, let me do a happy medium 7.5 K or 30 pages. Because, uh, unfortunately, I ended up dropping the Fighters of Fear book and picked up a light novel. I ended up, uh, <laughs> I'm reading How to Love Your Elf Bride again. So, I'm still reading. It's just, uh, I ended up picking that up instead because, uh, I like the good, I like the happy feels. And I like, uh, I want to really finish the series because there's 13 books so far and I want to make sure I catch up. I'm far behind, so oh, yeah. uh, I ended up. Unfortunately, I ended up dropping the short story thing, but I am still reading what I'm comfortable with, which is the light novel. So <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, 7.5K uh, or 30 pages is the general idea. Might be more, might be less. If the, if I feel the story is complete within page count or word count, I'm satisfied. I know what to plot, when to write it. I edit it. Beta readers read it. Then I revise it. Then 
do it again. We're going to uh, read it, we're going to edit it, and we're going to revise it again. And it's only after version 2 gets the okay from both myself and the beta readers, then I'll have it ready to publish on those platforms. Uh, going forward, this is going to be the general idea for me. So with this game plan going, I'll have hopefully at least three short stories done by the time this NaNoWriMo comes around. And I'll get some general ideas of what I want to do for this one. I'm tempted, really am, to give it another shot at my original uh, NaNoWriMo book because I did mention a scene in that from before. But unfortunately, I lost the uh, the book due to uh, it was in, uh, an idiot operator error. Because uh, when I was cleaning out my Google Drive, I accidentally clicked that folder as well. So all the stuff for that year ended up getting deleted. So it is what it is. But now I'm more focused as a writer. And I kind of understand how NaNoWriMo is supposed to be done. So <laughs> this year, it'll be done faster. It'll be done more efficiently. And I'll be technically a better writer. By that point, having at least three short stories under my belt, I'll have the input from the audience to improve and luckily, uh, I believe the website also is a platform for which you can share the book. So once NaNoWriMo is done, you guys can check it out too. Uh, what about you, Hero? What, uh, how's your game plan going for future episodes or future goals uh, and so on and so yeah, forth? Yeah, right. It's going okay. So I haven't necessarily been making progress in the specific areas that I had said that I wanted to, you know, like towards storyboarding and my comics and stuff like that. That kind of stuff I'm basically making no progress in. It's a current standstill but there is a good reason for that and that is because i started working two jobs on top of my current like already part-time job and going to school right so i got back into anime or uh, my primary goal is like moving at the end of the year i need to make sure that i have enough money to do that currently i'm on a good track for that so i'm very happy about that because at the beginning of the year i very much was not on a good track for that so I started working in anime again. I'm working on a couple of uh, VTuber promo projects with Mochi Kaede, which is kind of like a Studio Yada-esque independent like freelancer studio that's like operated online by my buddy Yoshi here in America. And um, it's a it's a pretty cool environment. Um, hopefully, like the first one, the first project we're working on is called Pixel Link. That's already been announced. So I can talk about that one a little bit, but the second one isn't. And so um, I'll just wait till it's officially announced before bringing it up on the podcast, just to avoid any, like if they have delays in announcing or something like that. I don't, you know, we don't release an episode beforehand and I somehow accidentally break NDA without meaning to. Yeah, so it's just uh, some VTuber projects. A couple of new English VTuber groups are coming out, Pixel Link being one of them. Um, where they get a bunch of like themed girls, like aliens, um, hackers, um, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. And so uh, we're working on those. Um, and that's that's allowing me to kind of add more to my animation portfolio, um, which doesn't necessarily help me in the game of like storyboarding or anything like that. But I'm able to implement a lot of the same kind of like skills that I would be using in storyboarding, such as like uh, staging and, you know, that kind of thing. So because it's a layout animation, it's not just like taking storyboards that necessarily exist. I got to correct certain things because uh, the storyboards are pretty loose. 
So uh, it does allow me to at least train in that area and then get enough of a like a portfolio kind of going. So it's like tandem progress, I would call it right where it's like it's not direct progress, but it's adjacent enough that it's still like it contributes. And then I can add it to a separate portfolio that I can maybe use to be like, hey, in addition to storyboards, I also do this. And then somebody is like, well, we want you for both because clearly you do both. So that would be nice um, if I can make that work somehow. Um, alternatively, working on Unhallowed has been a complete stop as well. Unfortunately, just because I have, you know, I've been dedicating this time to like my Japanese class and stuff like that. So I haven't had any time doing that. I have like a half finished comic page commission to get through. Um, that just hasn't been, I haven't touched it all because of these things. I'm working on that. Um, oh. My second job, uh, that's what I was doing. My second job is working as a mangaka assistant. So I'm doing that like official mangaka assistant for oh, wow. Japanese mangaka on Japanese manga. Oh boy. Freaking... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's, that's crazy, dude. So yeah, I'm doing that instead of working on my independent, not paid for manga. I'm working on a paid for manga by somebody else. That's, that's what is going on. So I'm not going to be able to print my story by the end of the year, unfortunately, but I feel like this is a decent trade-off, right? So th that's kind of like what I've been up to, I guess. It's not a whole lot. It's just like, it's very few things with a lot of dedicated time. And my goals at the beginning of the year, they weren't very lofty anyways. It was just like, hey, make sure you move at the end of the year, do this project, try and get a job in storyboarding. <clears throat> if I can make it work doing animation, I'm more than happy doing that. But I would also like to get into storyboarding so like maybe I can get a job in animation, move out there, continue doing that for a little bit and then transition at some point once I'm more stable than I am mm -hmm. now. But it's it's all about like the trajectory, right? Like I'm not doing exactly what I set out to do, but I am doing things that are adjacent to it, which I think is just as important. Yeah. So so long as so long as you're uh, at least not uh, doing what you can to not be as rusty in whatever field definitely helps, mm -hmm. you know, just so long as you you know are working and keeping those muscles going. And I know some people are like, oh, I'm not doing this, but I'm doing something similar. And it does. I brought it up before is like so long as you're doing something artistic i think it will help you in the long run even if you're not doing exactly what you wanted to do it can help you later down the road you know being flexible and having a large library of things that you can come to and uh, use yeah exactly because it's definitely been a thing in the past where i've had people kind of come to me and they're like depressed because they're doing things that they didn't necessarily want to do but they're like oh, i feel like such a failure because i'm not doing this exact thing that i specified I'm like yeah but you're basically doing all of the same stuff anyway it's just in a different way right so it's like you are doing the thing you're just doing it differently and sometimes you're gonna have to be okay with that because life is full of surprises and not everything works out the way that we need them to right yeah it's uh <laughs> you know li life knows how to throw you a couple curveballs but you got to make the most of it so you may not be doing character stuff now because you want to do you're doing manga pages right now as an assistant so you're not right. doing exactly what you wanted but you are drawing more you are doing characters just not your own but you are 
getting that experience. And because you're getting that experience, that'll help you later when you're doing Unhollowed. Oh, there's a, this cool technique I didn't know that they do, and now I can use that for my manga. Or You're telling me, I just learned a new Clip Studio feature yesterday. So my boss, my really? manga boss, yeah, they were telling me, hey, you're not placing the heads correctly. Now, in my head, I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course I am. I'm doing exactly what you told me to do. Put the heads on the models and position them where they're correct. And they're like, yeah, but the necks and stuff like that aren't lining up at all. I'm like, yeah, because the heads aren't posable in Clip Studio, right? So this is in my mind. The heads are not posable in Clip Studio because they do not have posable gizmo like every other 3D object in Clip Studio, right? They have a series of like file like uh, manipulation stuff like in menus and submenus and stuff that you can do so to change parameters, but they're not manipulable. So I'm like, okay, so what I'm doing is I'm matching up the base of the head to the character's head, but the necks themselves are kind of just like whatever because they're straight. You can't adjust them. And she was like, hey, so here, let me show you how to handle this. And sure enough, she just fucking was like, showed me in the sub menus that there is like there's what are they called like dials or menus like sliders sliders yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can move around that just changes the position of the head in proportion to the neck and i'm like what so the heads are totally posable it's just a hidden feature that's hidden in a sub menu for some reason and I'm like i, I would have been doing that this whole time if i had known so See? now i'm going through and like fixing all the shit that i had that I had done before where make sure all the necks are lined up. And then afterwards, once the necks lined up, then I can manipulate the head and make sure that that's perfectly fine. And then that'll be an improvement on like the work I've been providing. And I don't get yelled at and potentially fired in the future for not doing the job correctly. Mm -hmm. See, boom, there you go. You're look, now from that alone on hollowed now has something extra that can, you know, be used to fat, you know, to, have the process go a lot smoother yeah but for me i i'm just going to continue doing what i opted to do which is to draw simple characters so that i can draw them consistently every time mm -hmm. as opposed to having to use 3d models because that's why she uses 3d models is because she needs to be able to draw more quickly and right. using 3d models allows her to accurately reach the anatomical quality that's required for the comic without having to spend all the line mileage of building the construction underneath it. Right. Basically, she doesn't have to draw the character from the ground up every single time. Uh, for me, I use the alternative problem or the alternative solution, I guess, that a lot of jump authors and stuff use, which is to make your characters incredibly simple and like at the core of basic shapes because if you can draw a stick figure you can draw your character being like the design philosophy right right my character has triangle spikes for hair he's got a circle head he's got a boxy jacket and torso you know that kind of thing so as long as i can draw those things i can draw my character from any angle anywhere all the time and it always works and i don't have to rely on 3d models for that but mm -hmm. in the event that i ever do need to come across something like that then i have that in my kind of back pocket so right it's a nice uh alternative nice backup so yeah see proven right now where you know you're not going to use it entirely but now you have something that can be used right the fact that i'm aware of it is the important part right because previously i was like under the assumption that that just was not possible so i was doing it wrong but unintentionally so until she corrected me and like hey you can do it this way i'm like huh you said what? But yeah, so that's basically like, that's where my goals are at. I am making some progress in areas adjacent to what was originally intended. 
right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's like, I, at least I'm making progress, right? Some kind of progress. That's that's the ultimate point. Yeah, because originally, it's the idea was, okay, I want to be able to move with i want to be only i want to be able to be in a position so i can move comfortably right right and be able to sustain myself after i move uh more specifically so being able to hold a job kind of beforehand or before i leave and then being able to like keep that job while i move right because like i have a job here i don't want to have to quit that job go there and then like have a turbulent couple of weeks before i can get that job right and then be, be able to pay rent and that kind of thing if i just have a job that i I can work from anywhere that's for me a lot safer and a lot more flexible right and um it's really kind of like astonishing because i was thinking back on myself from pretty recently so i take anxiety medication i take medication for social anxiety i've had it my entire life i didn't realize i had it until i was a high schooler and a girlfriend mm-hmm. that i had at the time kind of explained it to me because i was having problems overcoming certain aspects of my personality namely risk taking because mm-hmm. um, i wanted to be able to take risks but for whatever reason I was too scared or whatever the case was. It just wasn't working out. And I had voiced this concern at some point and they were like, oh, you have social anxiety. That's what you have. And I'm like, what? Because I thought, you know, I was just like a normal average guy from the get go. And for the most part, I am. But it's just that one ailment that I have. So this situation that I'm in now actually mirrors a situation that I've come up to against a couple of times in my past where I'm presented with the opportunity to pursue my career but in doing so I have to put other things at risk such namely my like living situation Mm -hmm. and being able to take risky opportunities that will get me paid but not necessarily in like a secure way and I don't have things like healthcare or whatever. Those like by all intents and purposes, according to my old anxiety rid self, I uh, this would be a completely unacceptable situation. And I would have taken the opportunity to quit all the jobs that I have now, go get a secure full-time job, wait until I'm comfortable in that job, and then try and work around it to get to where I was. That wasn't necessarily an option this time because I had the opportunity. I got fired from my full-time job. I had mm-hmm. a part-time job already ready and i took the took a look at the opportunity i'm like this is great this is exactly what i need because this little bit of turbulence is going to allow me to experiment over the next couple of months to see if i can make it right Right. if i can make up the difference working in animation and manga and whatever over the next couple of months then I have nothing to worry about. And right now I'm on that track to doing that. I'm starting to make more money in animation than I have previously. I've got this job as a mangaka assistant that pays halfway decent. Currently have a part-time job and they're, they love me over there. So I'm making progress in all areas and aspects of my life. Uh, minus school. I've been shirking that a lot, unfortunately. That's <laughs> um, a mood. Yeah, it's, but it is the lowest priority option on my list right now. So I mainly kind of just attend and I do my best with what I have, but my time is taken up like 90% of work, 10% sleep. And then I have to push to 101% to even get studying done for class. It's just not good. But ultimately it is, it's all paying off. And I'm excited to see where this podcast goes because the way that you've been treating it really, really seriously and just kind of treating it as like a professional endeavor, right? As something that we want to continue doing and continue having as a resource for other people to listen to instead of just a fun thing that we do on Sundays. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, so many things in my life are like that. It's like, yeah, this is just a fun thing that I want to do with my friend. I'm like, no, I need to make money. I need it right. to pay the bills. Right. So I'm excited to see where this eventually goes. And we're able to get, like, sponsors and things like that and grow. Because I think it's a it's going to be a worthwhile investment on top of the things that I'm already doing. So right. the whole point of that is to say that, like, it's just, it's an amazing change being able to look back on this exact situation that I've been in a number of times and finally over able to overcome the mindset that I had going, you know, the, the amount of fear, the amount of anxiety and stuff right. like that. Just being able to overcome that finally after all this time and pursue the things that I wanted to do and had a better option of when I was younger. But, you know, we said earlier, better late than never. Sometimes it's just good. We said before, sometimes the best option is to just jump in and go. Jump in and go. That's, yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I remember uh, I was talking with my mom at one point and there was a lot of things because we were talking about regrets, right? So what we mm. ended up talking about, like I look at it as I don't want to see, I, I don't want, let's say, a lot of, oh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that and so forth. I don't want to look back and say, I should have done that. I mm. think, you want to know what? I'll look at the things that I quote unquote should have done and I'll learn from that. It's like, okay, well, what did this opportunity could have brought and look and outweigh the pros and cons to everything that, you know, comes my way. If it's because what ended up happening was she was talking about like, oh, back before she was talking about how she regretted she didn't do this or she regretted she didn't do that. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, I had done that I wish I could have done better for you. And I say, you want to know what I'm I think at the time I was like 20 and tell her like at the time, like at the time I'm 20. And I tell you, you know what? I'm 20 years old right now. I got the rest of my life to figure more stuff out. And if uh, I tell her, if you don't have three regrets that you can definitively say shaped you as a person to this day, like without these three, you would not be the person you are today, then don't focus on anything else. You know what I mean? If you can't point to those three and say, these are what made me who I am, then just learn from them and move forward because you're wasting too much time in the past when here is now. If you're worried about something that happened back then, you're going to miss an opportunity that you have right now. Yeah, dude, learn from Rafiki. Yeah, you know, if th if there's you know something you could do right now, but you're too worried about what happened back then, you're going to miss your opportunity. You know, all the different famous sayings and quotes can be like, oh, you know, uh, you miss 100% of the chance, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, or there's a new opportunity born every day and so on and so forth. It's, you know, cool to see those quotes, but you know, in practice, sometimes you gotta get in there. Sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone and just boom, you want to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to go. The, uh, one, one piece of advice someone told me is what's so, uh, hard about whatever, right? The worst thing they could say is no. And, you know, most people already go into whatever thinking they're not going to take me, right? The surprise comes from them taking you in. Like, let's say here's an, a whatever opportunity. And you're going into it thinking, you know, I'm not going to make it, whatever. It's like, at least, yeah, sure, pessimistic. But you kind of know, you're not setting yourself up for failure because you already know. Uh, you're, you're not going to get excited, about, let's say, uh, getting into school or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, you know, at worst, they're going to say is no, you know. Oops, I got rejected. All right, time to uh, let's you know pull myself up by my bootstraps and uh, try another one. Or the job interview didn't go so well. All right, you want to know what? They either take me or they don't. You want to know what? I'm thinking they're not going to take me, even though I'm going to try my best. They don't take me. Boom. All right, I already knew they weren't going to. But if they do, boom, pleasantly surprised. Let's jump in and go. Let's make the most out of it. Yeah, but you got to be mindful not to have a negative mindset about everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, don't be pessimistic. Just be <laughs> realistic, you know? 
At worst, they could say is no. If I don't get the job, okay, that sucks. But you want to know what? Pull myself up, stand up on my own two feet, and let's try again. You know, right? It's like the chance may be low, but it's never zero. Yeah. Right. So, and if you don't make it, it's like, well, it was a low chance anyway. Right. You can't feel bad. It's like playing a gotcha game. You know? Oh, hey, uh, I got five percent to roll the, the three star or five star. If I don't get it with these gems, you want to know what? I only had five percent anyway. But hey, you everybody gets excited when you see that gold ring, you know, circling around, and then. Boom, Boom, you get the five star. You're then you're excited. But we don't condone gambling. <laughs> no, we don't at all. Right? Gotcha games suck. Bring freaking bring back real visual novels. I'm tired of all these freaking visual novel companies going to gotcha games to make their money. It's like, damn it, man, give me time and in again. I want another waffle game. I want another freaking <laughs> uh I think Basin hasn't released another Koihime game in a while. And right now they're just in the gotcha game mind. You know, yeah. we don't condone we don't condone that. They need to take a they need to take their shot and release more visual novels. Yes. We read books, not play pachinko. Right. Exactly. <laughs> talk to talk to fucking <laughs> continue to perpetuate that narrative too damn it hero <laughs> so many, oh my god i'm sorry for the tangent but so many people in the jazz usa chat are constantly having to like disprove that visual novels are you know just books with whatever and then you know one of the things they say is like a counter that is like the damn word is literally visual novel it's a book not a game so oh my god we'll get we'll get into that later i don't want to get too far <laughs> into it but you know jump in go take your shot and, you know, see what you go. You know, jump in and go. Here's a quote that has kind of followed me for a while. And, you know, whatever, you know, your own beliefs are, at least take the words as they are. You know, the phrase is God put the best things in life on the other side of fear. And mm. I'm thinking, you want to know what? That's true. At first example, I'm uh, very afraid of needles. So what ended up happening is there's a Kickstarter that I wanted to back. But at the time, I wasn't going to have enough money to back it where I wanted to. And an opportunity arose for me to get a lot of money or at least, you know, help out. So I ended up donating plasma. I really wanted a Shikishi drawn. And that's one of the perks is you can back to a certain amount. And then if you get a Shikishi for uh, uh, the one of the artists for the game will draw you a Shikishi of whoever character from the game. Unfortunately, it's just of the game. So and not other characters. So I was thinking, oh, damn, I really would have liked a Shikishi from one of the other games. But you know what? I'll pick this game and go there. The opportunity arose for me to make some extra cash to pay for the Shikishi. I had to really fight to get over my fear of needles. And now I donate regularly. I still am kind of iffy around needles but at least now i could tolerate it enough to continue to fund some other projects like now i used to be afraid of flying and now here i am gonna go to france later so huh. i'm excited for that some of the best things in life are over fear if you can get over fear look at what you have you know look at what you're doing the uh, the example uh the individual was saying is he was uh skydiving and after you finally let go of the plane you realize you're flying you're in the air look at what you're doing now look where you are after finally getting over that fear you're experiencing this amazing thing that a lot of people might not get a chance to, but you did because now right. you got over that fear. Not only that, but people are afraid of falling. They're not afraid of, uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, <laughs> but it, uh, I probably wouldn't do it myself either. You know, it's just one of those things I was like, eh, that might not be for me, but you know, the idea stands. Sometimes you got to really get out of your comfort zone and push yourself. Obviously, sometimes it's a lot more difficult due to medical reasons or psychological reasons or whatever. But there's, like we said in an earlier episode, you know how you work. 
So right. you, you don't spend push yourself, yourself spend time with yourself every single day. You're the one who is like your best partner when it comes to all projects. If you do enough projects, you'll start to see patterns and where you failed and where you succeed and why. And you got to be realistic about them. Like, was it your fault that you failed? Was it somebody else's fault? Was it something you can't control? Was it something you can control, you know, in regards to these pro projects? And then uh, make adjustments, right? If it's something, uh, if you failed because of an outside source, what can you do to prevent that from happening, right? How can you remove that outside source? If you failed because of an internal thing, how can you work around it, you know? And you just want to make the process as easy for you as possible. I had a friend recently, he wanted to get into working out and kind of like losing weight and stuff like that. He was going on and on. He's this kind of like got this meathead mentality of where he's mm -hmm. got to just be hardcore about everything because when he was growing up as a man in a household that wasn't static he was a foster kid uh um, right. he was taught all of the toxic male traits of like you can't feel emotions and you got to do this and you got to do that so it's like a lot of his adult life now is kind of like unlearning those things and so him wanting to get into like working out he was like oh you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go every day five days a week to work out i'm gonna do three hours in the gym one hour on the treadmill keep in mind this dude hasn't worked out in years jesus <laughs> it's like this no. really hardcore thing and i'm like why are you doing this to yourself it's because if i don't like i'm just going for this one huge spurt i'm gonna spend one month doing it this one long you know whatever i'm gonna lose all this weight and then it'll be easier for me to do the things i want to do i want to have more energy to go out i want to feel better about myself when i meet people blah blah, blah. but the only way because i'm not he's like i'm too lazy i'm too scared and so if i do it this way it'll force me to you know whatever I'm like that's that's a terrible idea because you already don't work that way and you know this you're well aware you're already telling me like this stuff isn't the stuff you do so you need to work with the stuff you do do which is you currently you can make it easier for yourself to go to the gym you can spend some time at the gym and work some parts of your body you can make going to the gym a more enjoyable experience by going with other people um like with a friend or something like that and if you don't want to do that is like too much social pressure or something like that that's perfectly fine um then you can just not do that right but i gave him like a lot of advice on how to right, right, right. essentially make this work for himself i'm like i give you less than a week before you quit in this in this routine and uh yeah he did he quit before he even started because he was like there's Jesus. no way this is gonna work <laughs> because it's specifically this example i could say this is great because think about it if you're gonna push yourself to what you don't know if you know your limit and you understand what you can do great but because he's working out and he's gonna push himself way past what he knows he can do intentionally just, so yeah he's gonna fail you know understand how you work okay so uh, for, perfect because this is an example so you know work your way up to it you know start with something easy like okay you know you're gonna feel dumb for doing like a five pound whatever or 10 pounds whatever but at least now your body's getting acclimated to it by the time you come back even after the workout you're gonna feel tired and sore but at least then he can physically feel himself getting better because mm -hmm. you know as soon as he recovers boom now he needs to add weights now he needs to acclimate himself to the new like now he actually needs to acclimate himself to more struggle as he's working out if he just jumps in he's gonna damage himself you're gonna do more damage by forcing yourself to work way outside your comfort zone way outside what you are physically capable of doing right now exactly and so and not only that but it's like once you do that and your body learns that this is not a good thing that it 
it wants. Um, it's going to instill fear and anxiety in you. Uh, not only that, that's going to be perpetuated by the fact that you failed at all in this goal that you had set. So you're going to be end up mentally punishing yourself for that. And then you're going to start thinking about how worthless you are. And it's just, it's a recipe for disaster, right? It's like, you're going to feel mm -hmm. bad. You're going to think bad. It's just, it's not going to be good. That's, oh man. Yeah, that, that really sucks. You know, that this happened to the individual. Well, it me. didn't. <laughs> it oh. didn't happen to him. Uh, he said this is what he had decided to do. And I told That's him, I'll like, give you less than a week. And then he like, came back before he even started. He's like, yeah, I know you're right. Uh -huh. That's, it's not going to work at all. He didn't even get through it. He stopped. He didn't before. even start. Yep. Oh, okay. So luckily he didn't hurt himself. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Jeez. That would have that would have been no. That would have been a very uh I, I understand that injuries like that will definitely demotivate you for ever wanting to try again. Yep, absolutely. And you know, that's that's what we call burnout in like the art world. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're when you work too much and you're not playing enough, when you push yourself too far beyond your limits, you know, all this other stuff, is that's what leads to burnout. Oh man. So that in mind, we got a lot of these ideas going we got our game plan we have our new goals set and going forward we're gonna see how uh these plan out you know we're these are gonna be uh i guess recap episodes refocused uh i'll, I'll figure something fancy how we're gonna figure uh what the titles are going to be, but these episodes are going to help not only, you know, get us somewhat back on track, but also help us on fully. These episodes are going to help us, you know, have a clear idea of what to do moving forward, so on and so forth. Because sometimes, you know, you kind of lose your way. Sometimes you got to update not only yourself, but update someone else and think, am I doing something wrong or is this okay? You know, not, not I don't need 100% validation, but at least it's nice to know. You want to know what? I'm doing what I can and I'm still growing. Maybe not in the way I thought I was, but I'm still growing growing my skill set mm -hmm. and with that uh here you got any closing statements uh no see you next time have a wonderful <laughs> time <laughs> bye have a wonderful time this has been the uncovered canvas podcast recap episode number one <laughs> there you go it makes oh, it sound boy. even more like we're an anime podcast exactly <laughs> <laughs> find out next time on uncovered canvas podcast